Good evening, children, and welcome to Jacob's Kitchen. I am your host, Shay Benyakov, and it is now midnight, July the 4th. So I want to wish you all a happy July the 4th. Fireworks and all, red, white, and blue. I tell you something, America, I love this country. I know there are so many people who feel differently about it, but I have great love for this country and my dad knows many immigrants who came here with nothing, and I mean just pesos in their pockets. Pesos, you know? And they have told my dad plenty of stories about, about when they looked at the beggar off the street who had American dollars in his pocket. He goes, I had pesos in my pocket and I was poorer than the beggar on the street. But a lot of them, good news, now own their own businesses, whether it be construction or bakeries or anything like that. These people are grateful to this country and have come to appreciate all the opportunity that this country has given them. And so there's no doubt about it. This country is rich with history. Many men who fought and died in wars and revolutions and so forth to bring things to where we are now. It's definitely a rocky path it never was uh, perfect. It, it's always been a struggle. But see, that's the great testament right there. Is how everything has been a struggle for, for our country to get to where we are now. And that's the great testament. You know, um, to know that you've been beaten and you've been put into the fire. and But when you come out, you come out with a better product. You know, you come out with a better people. There's no doubt about it. Let nobody try to change your mind uh, about all those who made America great of what it is today. And if anyone says otherwise, that it's that it's not what you think it is, I, I would say you definitely uh, have under, uh, underestimated leaders like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and these other individuals, uh, Cesar Chavez, who've helped pave the way for, for immigrants and, and people of different backgrounds and people of color to to come such a long way such a long way today i mean can you imagine can you imagine if if people were to totally uh let's just say let's erase the fact that barack obama never became president because we want to keep our idealism of this country to be just the worst place ever That'll, you know, nobody of color can never make it to the top, you know, but that's the thing about it. The foundation and the road has already been set by all these, all these activists who fought so hard back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, and they all helped pave the road. So an individual like Obama, uh, Barack Obama could become president of the United States. Many Many and lots of blood was shed for this to happen. So when anybody tries to say otherwise, I, I, I dare say, you know, if, if, that's, if that's the idealism you want to go for, well, then you're going to have to erase the books and deny the fact that Barack Obama even became president. You might as well deny that fact so your idealism can, can be justified to show this country as a true racist country that has absolutely failed in every avenue 
and you might as well call Martin Luther King a failure and everyone else behind him. Malcolm X, call him a failure too. Call them all failures because, because of this altered world you, that some individual lives in. You know, it's like the Twilight Zone. It's like, I don't live in that world. I, you know, I want to, I live in a world where all these things happen, this history happens, and, and I'm telling you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, to look left and right and pretend that, that all, all that history written is just now disregarded, you know? So God bless America and God bless all those, the men and women who fought in World War II and, and uh, World War I, all, all the way, you know, the, fr- from Vietnam, you name it. You know, anybody who fought and died for this country is all much appreciated. All of them, all of them, regardless of the idiot politicians that ran this country, all those who fought, bled and died for this country, I honor all of them and salute all of them. From the living to the dead. So, happy July the 4th on that mark. But, let's get back to this episode which is called The Great Taylor. So, The Great Taylor, Lord of the Universe, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Great Taylor. And you know, uh, how how much do we owe... The Almighty, more than you can imagine, my friend. We are all in debt, if you will, to the great Almighty. Every day, we should be thankful for what He does, and 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 for what and how. And if you're healthy and if you're strong, be thankful, because the gifts that God gives are for free. You can't buy no gifts that God gives. Absolutely all the gifts that God gives are priceless because you cannot go to the ATM and buy none of God's gifts. You just can't do it. Can't do it. And so I tell you the truth. If you're a man who is full of God's gift, then you truly are a wealthy man. There's no doubt about it, my friend. You are beyond wealthy. If you can stand, if you can run, if you can sing, if you can clap, if you can work, if you can dance, if you can do any of these things, you are highly blessed. So, as of today, you know, I, I want I want you to bring no to as a realization that many of us wear different outfits. All of us in this life, we all wear different outfits, you know? Some reform Judaism, some Orthodox. Um, you have Christians that are Baptist. Uh, you have Lutheran. You have Catholics. You have Protestant. Um, you know, and people of different uh, uh, religious backgrounds. You know, you've got Amish. You know, everybody is wearing a different suit. You know, but the suits have tags in them. And just like I gave these titles right now, you you can look into the suit and say, oh, look, this suit right here, it says Reformed. This suit says Orthodox. This suit says Lutheran. And they all have different tags in these suits. And you can look and say, who was the maker of this suit? Who was the one 
who came out and gave and put sweat and tears day and night and read the word and through his interpretation and through his ideals and through his own uh, conclusions have come to literally on his own make up his own philosophy, theology, and idealism on how certain things should be viewed and believed in. But make no mistake, my friend, at the end of that stick was a normal man who said, this is how I perceive the word of God. And now I'm going to take this and put my mark on it. I'm going to take this and I'm going to put my copyright on it. I'm going to own it. May I say that you have no right to own none of the word of God. It is alive. It is living. It belongs to the God of the universe. It belongs to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It belongs to the one true God the Alpha and Omega. And nobody can take his works or his ways and somehow market, market it, if you will. Yes, may I say package it almost like a bond. Can you imagine that? You know, you're taking something that's already triple A rated, and that means the, the best you can get. And you're wrapping it up and, and presenting it to somebody else in your own version. You, you've, you've only taken the best that God has to give. And you've turned around and you've given the people nothing but junk bonds. Literally B-rated. You know, single B-rated. <laughs> you know, not even double B, not even triple B. Single B-rated bonds, if you will. That's what you're giving the people. Junk bonds. You know why? Because we are not being fed the organic living word of the Almighty God, of the Eternal Father. And so, it's like I said, in Jacob's kitchen, we've got sugar, we've got flour, we, we've, we've got pepper, we've got um, icing, you know. We, we've, we've got the yeast, you know, we, we've got all the instruments you need, you, anything you need. This is the kitchen for you to come in because we are all going to do cooking. We're all going to do some cooking. God gives us all the tools we need. And most of us go out and we say, you know what? I want a house, God. Give me a house, a big house, Lord. You know? And, you know, it's, I don't know how, how to put it to you this way, but, you know, there are, there are certain starting points that we have to come in tune to, to realize that, you know, if you don't have the capital to just buy a house straight out, then you definitely have to have a plan and a goal how to go about this. And this is going to take tools. You know, when a carpenter sits down 
and he and he thinks about a house he's thinking it from a completely different view and perspective than the way you're thinking about getting a house you know in his head he's thinking of wood he's thinking of measurements in his garage he's got a hammer he's got nails he's got a saw he's got all these all these things and what are these things called tools they're all tools you know Sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we forget to ask God for the hammer and the nail and the wood. You know, because there's a discipline to everything, to everything. Don't get me wrong. With God, anything is possible. Of course, he can give you a complete product, a complete package. You know, never limit him. But at the same time, you have to you have to also analyze uh, or break down Okay if you want this What are you working with What do you got You know even banks When you sit down and you want a loan Banks don't just say Well if you want $100,000 Mr. Davis I'm not going to just hand it to you You know what they do The banks literally um, Have you sign paper And have you kind of fill out like your own resume The banks want to know What are you working with They want to know about your background do you have a job what commodities are you holding how much is in your savings account any assets anything we know of they really they really really break it down they really want to know um how much can you um if you will bring to the table on their side before they release such a loan to you so just, uh, so just as you get grilled by a finance institution for a loan, it's the same way when, when it comes to us um, chasing our dreams or goals or our desires. We have to realize that God has, has already given us some little tools and some moderate tools and some many tools. But we have to find out where is point A. Before we begin to, to walk or even think about point B, you have to find a starting point. Just like the children of Israel, this was God's starting point. He had to start somewhere. You know, you know the, the great mystery in, in, the, uh, in the Torah is, is uh, the high priest Melchizedek, you know, and um, Abraham, Abraham, um, you know, he actually gave a tenth of his tithe to the high priest Melchizedek. And yet it was, it was Abraham, you know, who, who was credited with uh, faith because he believed. He believed in what Melchizedek believed in, the great high priest. So, you know, you know uh, and, and he was also known as the king of Salem. You know, so not only was Melchizedek a high priest, he was also a king. You know, and, and uh, how ultra rare is that? And, and, and that's the great mystery because here, you know, you have to wonder what exactly is Melchizedek reading? What type of laws is Melchizedek following? You know, this is, this is way before... Uh, Moshe, Moses 
was, was even, you know, a speck or an idea in the eye. Absolutely non-existent. But I just think that's incredible to, to look at how important of a figure Melchizedek was um, in those days. And so, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just definitely something to, to, to zone in on. Of course, I don't want to leave track here. But let, let's go back and, and finalize on what we're looking at here. And what we're looking at here is um, the living word. And we need to revert back to, uh, and by the way, I, I didn't tell you what Bible I'm reading from, but I'm reading from the Holy Scriptures of the, Bi- of the Bible here that, that's called the Tree of Life Version um, on this right here. I, I, I like the, I, I, it has a lot of uh, uh, Hebrew terms in there um, and words every now and then scattered throughout there. Um, and it's not not hard to understand. It's very the translation, in my opinion, seems quite balanced and clean. And so I I, I like I like this Bible, the the Tree of Life version. But you know, let, let's look at the, the Book of Isaiah here, and and uh, we're gonna look at Isaiah. Isaiah in Hebrew, by the way, is known as Yeshayahu. If you want, if someone, if, if you want to know what Isaiah is. Uh, that's it in Hebrew, Yeshayahu, and and in fact, what's funny is uh, although you know I say She uh, Ben Yaakov, um, She is the reason why I say She is because it's short for the name Yeshayahu, so that's the actual name, uh, the full name, uh, if you will, uh, my Hebrew name, which is Isaiah. So that's that's my Hebrew name, Isaiah. Yeshayahu ben Yaakov, which is Isaiah, son of Jacob. And that's that's how, how my name is pronounced. So instead of saying Yeshayahu, I just say Shay as, as a short version of that right there. But anyways, we, let's read from Isaiah here. Uh, we're going to start here on chapter 29, verse 13. So Adonai says, since these people draw near with their mouths and honor me with their lips, yet their hearts are far from me. And, and their fear for me is a commandment taught by men. Therefore, behold, once more I will do a marvelous work among this people, a marvel and a wonder. So the wisdom of their wise will perish and the discernment of the discerning will be concealed. Oy to those who go to great depths to hide their plans from Adonai. Oy means like woe. Uh, their works are in the dark. They say, who sees us? Who knows us? Your perversity, should the, should the potter be regarded the same as the, as the clay? And that's important. I'll get back to that part now. Should the thing made say to its maker, you did not make me? So right here, let's look at that. Should should the potter be regarded the same as the clay? And the answer is no. Because God is the potter. God is the great tailor. And like I said, the starting point from where it all started was from Israel. And it all started with Abraham. Credit to him is faith. 
And from Abraham came Isaac, and then from Isaac came Jacob, and thus the nation of Israel, when Jacob's name was later turned to, to Israel. And so there is a starting point, but it was, it was meant to start, and it was meant to keep going. Why? Because Abraham is the father of nations, not a father of a nation, but a father of nations. And God is not the, just the and God is not the God of a nation, but God is the God of nations with an S, with an S. So what started in Israel, God definitely called the Israelites out to be what? To be Kohen. Not all of them, but there's a starting point of a certain group within the 12 tribes of Israel that started as the Kohen. Of course, and some, some of y'all know as the, the Levites. And some of y'all know as a family known as Zadok. Zadok as well. Who later, um, the, from the family of Zadok, was later given the, 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 the priesthood. Not taking out all the Levites. The Levites too. But the Zadoks, the Zadoks took the lead of priesthood later on in the living word. When the Levites were, were basically no longer... Uh, following and doing exactly what God wanted them to do. And so the, 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 the Zadoks stayed faithful, much more faithful, and followed much more to God's instructions and words and ways when it came to that particular tribe uh, in, in Israel. So, and I, 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 can, I can look that up for you as well to read that off. But, but here we're staying the course of, of, of the... Of, of here who is the great potter he's not only the great tailor but he's the great potter and here right here he he put should the thing should the thing made say to its maker you did not make me you know there, there comes a point where where the creation okay the creation which is the clay the clay takes its own shape the clay takes its own form as in the image of God, and he and he comes to the point where he can turn around and what and has the ability to rebel and the ability to do things no longer for God's sakes, but for his own sake. And so, once again, men have taken the living word and for their own sake have packaged it and marketed it, if you will, to break off. And how many times has it broke off and has it broke off and has it broke off? And so we have to, we have to realize here that we we ourselves some are or could we ourselves majority of us are fragmented. We're all fragmented from the truth. We're fragmented from the authenticity and the organicness of the living word. We are fragmented and that and because we are fragmented, we have we have built for ourselves walls, man-made walls. And once again, I'm speaking as in parable here. Man-made walls between each other that divides us amongst each other as the body because we are all we have all been labeled we have all become name brands. Thus, we've all become divided amongst ourselves. And like the old saying goes, a house divided amongst itself cannot stand. 
And we can see how society is continuing to evolve and the cracks now more than ever are showing among some of the biggest religions out there. And so, you know, you have, and I'm not lying, you know, right now, the largest religion right now in the world is Christianity with something, something billion. It, it's, it's, it's the biggest number one religion in the whole world. And the second, of course, is Islam uh, following closely behind it. Just between these two, you literally have, and, and they both proselytize, by the way, which means they both go out there and, and try, and like missionaries, and, and try to convert uh, uh, individuals uh, to, to um, if you will, follow their ways and follow their doctrines and follow their laws and so forth. So in, in, the, in their world, you literally have Christians converting Muslims to Christians and, and you literally have Muslims converting Christians to Muslims. Literally, it's going vice versa. It's crazy, but this is happening today. Both ends of spectrums are, current, are literally being converted from one side to the other. You know? Um, and once again, whose label is in your jacket? Who tailored you? Who is your tailor? Who? What moniker do you hold? You see, so we want to, I want you to know that in Jacob's kitchen, I'm not here to tailor you at all, but I'm here to tell you that in your journey of seeking God, your journey is to get with the great tailor and let him tailor you exactly the way he wants you to look. Because in the end, in the end, and, and, I, and I have the key here for you. In the end, when you get tailored, you're going, you're, you're going to look completely different than everybody else. And that is key. There's a reason why the patriarchs were different. There's a reason why Moses was different from the rest. There's a reason why Solomon was different from the rest. There's a reason why David was King, King David, King David was different from the rest. There's a reason why Samson was different from the rest. You know, and there, and um, I can go on and on. And there was truly a reason why the great master rabbi Yeshua, Jesus, was absolutely different from them all. But see, that's again, is the, is the great mystery that needs to be told. The great mystery that needs to always, always be hovering over everyone's heads. You know, and why is it a great mystery? Because there's so much more uh, that he offered that we were completely blind to. I said a saying that said uh, that this world, and you know, I, I had to get this off my chest, but I, I put on social media, I put that this world is so fake and full of lies that if the truth was to walk among us in the flesh, we would truly turn around and crucify such an individual this world no longer no nowhere near 
the deceptiveness in this world is beyond measurement. So much that we all, even our images today, have been fine-tuned and filtered. Even our voices can be fine-tuned and filtered. Everything about us can absolutely be, what's the word, edited and cropped out. Even our words can be deleted and rewritten. We no longer or nowhere near the authenticity that used to be um, on this planet hundreds of years ago. That's long gone, you know? Um, so let me stay on track. Let me stay on track. But that's, I, I wanted to point that out, uh, that we, we are drifting further and further and further away from the truth. And may I say that the packages that men offer us today, the packages that men offer us today from every religion has been, may I say, remarketed, rebranded, and re-idolized under their own limited perception of how things should be. How this is how you should believe. This is what you should not believe. I tell you something. When a mere man tells you what you should and should not believe, that is what that is why Jacob's kitchens exist. Because when you deal with a religion, you should deal with it in a fashion of this. For now on, I'm going to take everything as a grain of salt and it's called critical thinking you must be a critical thinker now when it comes to religion because as we grew up as little children we were fed we were fed pre-marketed pre-packaged material of pure indoctrination of man's idealism of what we should and should not believe in this is what we have. This is like literally the, the equivalent of when you eat something that, that is, um, what do they call them now? GMOs. We, we literally have GMO religion. GMOs. Not authentic, not natural, not organic. We are consuming a GMO religion in an unprecedented manner. Everybody is, you know? We go out there and we absolutely just cut people off at the not only at the legs but even at the throat. How many people have been killed in the name of God? Do you see how poisonous these GMOs have gotten in religions and what they're doing to people? Right now, our culture and society has become so toxic. I mean, I, I just, I just don't want to imagine what the repercussions will be uh, when the next generation comes and what things are going to look like. I don't want to imagine that. I can't even think about. It. I don't want to even think about it. That's why I'm here today. That's why Jacob's Kitchen is here today because we need to, to, to be led 
by the Spirit, by the living Spirit of Almighty God. And this is the Spirit of truth. And yes, when you are filled with that Holy Spirit, with that Spirit of truth, those who live in a fake, false, lying world are going to hate you. They are going to hate you. And you know why? Because Master Rabbi Yeshua, Jesus, knew it more better than any other prophet that walked the earth. And why is that? Because they hated him. And why did they hate him so much? Because he was the truth. He was the truth in flesh. That's why they hated him so much. And nobody, and I mean no one, ever walked the earth like the way he did. So, Let's get back in focus here. What did God want? What did God want Israel to do? What did God call Israel to do? God called Israel to be, this is where I'm going to start it. You are going to all have different tribes. You're all going to have different jobs. But in the end, everybody is going to know my name. God wanted them to start do two things to serve and number two to spread his name that was their job to serve one another to serve almighty god and to spread his name that means beyond the borders of beyond let me take it back beyond Yerushalayim, beyond Jerusalem, and then beyond the borders of Israel and beyond beyond that across the globe It should have been spread across the globe from Jacob's house. But that's that's not how history turned out, did it? No, it did not. Because we can see today that the biggest religion today is not Judaism, but it's Christianity. Okay? That's the reality. The most powerful God in the universe knows. That the number one religion in the world is Christianity. He knows that. Of course he knows that. And a lot of, and a lot of Jews, may I add, uh, a portion of them do believe in predestiny. And of course there are a lot of them that don't. But there are also a lot that do. And let me, and let me, tell you, and, and let me say this for those who do believe in predestiny. Because that in itself is a completely different topic. But if you do believe in predestiny and you're listening to this, I can tell you this. How does the Tanakh, and what is the Tanakh? The Tanakh is the Torah, the five books of Moses, the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. And what are the writings? The writings are like Psalms, they're like um, the book of Proverbs and and, and Esther. These are part of the the writings. You know, and what they do is they take these initials, and that's how they come up with the word Tanakh. It's um, I I I can't exactly remember how how to break that down, but um, if you want to know how the how they got those initials, the 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 Torah they take the Torah, which is the Law of Moses, uh, Nevim, which means the prophets, and then Ketuvim, which means the writings, and they take those three words and put it together, thus to come up with the word Tanakh. So now you have this Tanakh. And if you believe in predestiny, you have this Tanakh and the most powerful God in the universe. There's a reason why it was destined that this Tanakh 
this, this, these writings today are bound by an extra layer known as the New Testament. As the New Testament, by strings, by leather, it is bound, literally bound together. There's a reason why this, these books are bound with the New Testament. Because it was what? The will of God. If it wasn't the will of Almighty God for these, all these books to be bound together, believe you me, the God of the universe would have not allowed it to happen. And yes, whether you like it or not, and whether you can't swallow this pill or not, it was rab- the Master Rabbi Yeshua, the Master Rabbi Jesus, and because of what he did, made sure that these Judeo, Judeo-slash-Christian teachings were absolutely spread across the globe. And all God wanted the house of Israel to do was to what? Serve me and spread my name. But if you look at the Old Testament, his fingerprints and footprints were all around it. And yes, there was something that God really, really, really needed them to do the most. And that was his will. But what is another way of classifying God's will? How do we reclassify God's will? In order for you to do God's perfect will, then his name, his holy name must be sanctified through your temple. You must treat your neighbor like the way God wants to treat you. And he wants to what? Love you, protect you, feed you clothe you heal you and this is the and and these acts and in order for 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 these acts to happen in order for me to do that for another per to, to another person this is how god's name is sanctified god didn't do it god the things that god wanted he did not do it for the sake of israel and i have it and i have and will show you the verse He didn't do it for the sake of everything that he did was not done for the sake of Israel because of their wickedness, because of their stubbornness. God already knew the type of people he was dealing with. Everything he did was not done for their sake, but it's in the living word of God, word for word. He did it for his name's sake. He did it for his name, for his own sake. That was why he did everything he did for Israel. And that's why he did everything he did past the book of the Tanakh. That is why, that is why Yeshua, the great master rabbi Jesus, chose 12 Israelites. Because they would be the 12 to what? To symbolize the 12 tribes of Israel. It was absolutely symbolic of the salvation of Israel was was through what? 12 Israelites. And not only that, if you had probably even could dig deeper and, and grab every Israelite or every disciple that walked with Master Yeshua Jesus, 
If you were to, if you were to trace their lineage, just like when you, if you trace the lineage of a master rabbi Yeshua, it, it it's it's on the Davidic line. Okay. It's it comes from the 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 the. The King David, the Davidic line, is where he comes from, and the disciples. If you could, if you could trace uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and and Peter, if you could trace these twelve disciples back to their origin, each of them would all connect to a different tribe from the house of Jacob. All right, just like from the twelve tribes that came from Jacob. Each of those 12 men, I guarantee you, connected to a different tribe. There was a disciple that was connected to Judah. There was a disciple that was connected to Benjamin. There was a disciple that was connected to the house of Reuben. And on and on and on. But this was destiny. This was meant to be. Whether you like it or not. If the, if, if the God of the universe didn't want this to happen, didn't want these events to take place, if it was false and never true, it never would have been attached to the Tanakh, to the rest of the writings, and to the prophets. They, these two sides of the curtains would never, never become one. But now they are. And you have to get used to it. And it's a pill that I know is hard to swallow, but it's it's the reality. It's the reality that 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 God is is giving to those out there who don't want to accept it and can never accept it. But my friend, whether you like it or not, the Judaic Judaism and its principles are spread around the globe because of Master Rabbi Yeshua, Jesus. Whether you like it. Or not because of him, Judaism and all its principles are now spread around the globe. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget who, who out of all the prophets, spread God's name like nobody else. And because of Master Rabbi Yeshua, the whole world now knows about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's put things into perspective. So, and that is why I will not only just teach from the Tanakh, but I'm also teaching from the New Testament, the New Covenant, if you will. So, let's stay on track, because you know I've gone off track. (laughs) I've gone off track. Staying on track, once again, is going back to what's organic, going back to what's true here. Okay, um, and once again, we we who are the clay are not in charge. We who are the clay, the creation, are not the one to call the shots. Not us, my friend, but the potter, the great potter, the one who formed us. He calls the shots. He calls the ways. He calls the directions. Not us. But now today. Things have gotten so reverse. Unfortunately, that's unfortunately just the way it is. Just like our government. It's it's no longer they don't they no longer work for us. Literally, we've all become slaves and we're working for them now. Our t- all our taxes, all our wealth are all going to them at the very top. This government now. 
who no longer understands and respects the people anymore. And they've steamrolled through the people and how unfortunate that is on how this, how this U.S. government has steamrolled through all of us little people who don't have the power or, 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 or anybody to, to, to back us up. Now we're what? We're being steamrolled by a government and both sides, I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. It's two wings. It's two wings, but it's of the same bird, my friend. It, it's maybe two wings, but it's the same bird. And they're all looking out for themselves much more than they are looking out for us. And that is a, a bad, cruel reality. But that's the truth. That's the truth. And you will know the truth. And that's what's important. And you will be set free. So, looking here, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to awake you to the perspective, my friend. That don't forget, we are only clay and nothing more. You know? We should not be the tailors, but God should be our tailor. We should not brand and package nothing, but let God have his way. Let God have his say. And only by the living spirit... By the Holy Spirit, will things be put into perspective? Will the truth finally come out? Will people be set free? Will people be healed? Only by the Spirit of the living God, the Ruach HaKodesh, which means the Holy Spirit. That is the only way things will be set right. Things will be set in perspective. And the truth will be spoken. And that is why... Today, people are out of their minds. And they're like, look at me. I'm, I'm, I can't help it, they say. I was born this way. And I get it. We're born with lots of deficiencies. You know? If you're not, if you're not straight, you know, or if you're gay, it doesn't matter. Or if you're lame, or if you're crippled, or you're blind. We are born with all kinds of deficiencies. But my friend... Who was the rabbi who gave hope and who set things straight? Yes, you were born that way. I get it. You were born that way. And you want people to accept you for who you are. But listen, listen what the great rabbi says. You don't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay that way. In fact, the great rabbi Yeshua, Jesus, you know what he says? He says, you must, and that is why, you must be born again. You must be born again. Yes. To some people, they're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But but I follow the Ten Commandments. I follow all the law. I follow all 613 mitzvot. I follow all the laws. Down to the T. And there's nothing wrong with you following the law down to the T. Because you know why? You stay protected. You stay healthy. You stay focused. And that's exactly what all these signposts are there for. All these signposts are there to keep you on the road. But that don't mean while you're on that road, you're not going to drive people off the road and honk at them and be rude and cruel, you know? Because once again, that's that's your behavior now. You see what I'm saying? What sort of individual are you? Lots lots of lots of bad people follow the law all the time. Murders murders stop at stop signs. You know? 
all these laws. I get it. You follow the laws and that's good because it shows your focus and you're on the road. I get it. But I'm telling you, the leaders who God chose and why they were different, God put in them his special spirit. That's what the edge is all about. Because when you're born again, you're not born just of water when you're dipped in like the mikvah. Okay? When you're Jewish, they, you know, they dip you in a mikvah, you know, in water. Okay? Or in Christians, they get baptized, right? You get dipped in the water. It's not just about being dipped in the water. It's being filled now when you come out of the water. Like when Rabbi Jesus came out of the water, he was filled with that Holy Spirit. The power of the living God was now upon him. God, the living Spirit of God was on him. And when we get born again, we're dipped into that water. But when we come out, we, we ask Adonai, we ask the Lord to fill us with his living Spirit so we can be filled with that power. Now we have that power, that living power that can what? Can come as a beacon, a light of salvation so we can do the will of God. So we can now, by the spirit of the living God, truly truly do what what god really 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 wants and that's this to sanctify his name and so let's look at isaiah right here isaiah i'm still reading isaiah chapter 29 but now i'm at verse i'm at verse 22 therefore thus says adonai redeemer of abraham concerning the house of jacob jacob will no longer be ashamed no longer will his face grow pale for when he sees his children, the, for when he sees his children, we're talking about Jacob's children now. For when he sees his children, the work of my hands in the mist, they, they will sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and stand in the awe of the God of Israel. Do you hear me, folks? For when he sees his children, this is talking about Israel, the children of Israel, the children of Israel, the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name. Are you a child of the Most High? Are you a child of the Most High? If you're a child of the Most High, and if you, and if you walk and seek the Holy One of Israel, guess what? You're a child of Israel. You're a child of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you, my friend, as a child, you, through the living Spirit of God, can be that temple to sanctify His name. And, and although some might say, well, we look to, to David, Melech, Melech David, right? King David. We look to King David. Or some say we look to King Solomon. This is what we want. We want a king. We want a leader. We want, we want a person. This is, how, this is how a Messiah should be. 
They should be this. They should be that. And they should be what? According, they should be this and all that according to the clay. Okay, because the clay has its own ideals of what a Messiah should be like or what a king should be like or what a savior should be like. But my friend, we don't go by the clay. We have to go by what the potter says. And the potter points this out. A true Messiah will be one who will bring, who will bring redemption to his name. And the only way you can bring redemption to Adonai's name why is that? Why must we keep Adonai's name to be to be the utmost name to be glorified, honored, and respected? Because when we become a temple for Adonai and we show the will of Adonai to our neighbors, that how that is how God is glorified. And in order for God to be glorified, we have to look to Master Rabbi Yeshua Jesus when he walked the earth. Nobody glorified his name and sanctified his name more than Rabbi Yeshua did. Because when Rabbi Yeshua walked, what did he do? He lay hands on the sick. He cast out demons. He, he opened the eyes of the blind. He showed compassion. He fed the hungry. He clothed, he clothed the naked. And yes, he built... Because the man was a carpenter. He built the homes of those who needed fixing and needed building at the same time. The great architect. He did all this. And when he did all this, he wasn't doing it just for anybody. He was doing it for his father's sake. He was doing it for for the name of the Most High God. To bring sanctification. And so, I come to let you know that the living word is meant for all of us it, it, it is meant for all of us to sit at the table and to be a part of God's family that's what the living word is there for to teach us, to show us to be more human being to, eat to one another to be more loving to one another to be more compassionate to one another to be Filled with the spirit of the living God to one another. So we can truly sanctify his holy name to one another. This is the will of our heavenly father. Our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us for our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom. And thine is the power. And thine is the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. And so we close with that prayer. A prayer that was said by the greatest rabbi that ever walked the earth. The master rabbi. The one and only. Yeshua. Jesus. And now. We conclude. That. We all must seek God on our own. Because. We were were born in this world naked. 
and we're going to leave this world naked. And as much as you love your family or your wife or your husband, when you leave, you can't take them with you. But there's one thing you can take with you, and that is the living word, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. You can take God's promises with you. That you can take with you. God's promises are in your soul. God's promises become one with you. And His Spirit becomes one with you. You can take that with you. This, it's given, given freely, can be bought with money. God's gifts are priceless. So let us give thanks to His holy name. And I hope, and I hope you come to realize uh, that there is only but one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. There's only one God. Shema Israel, Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Also, the very words that Rabbi, the great Master Rabbi Yeshua spoke when he first started to preach. These were the words that came out of his mouth when he first started preaching to the children and to the house of Israel. These were the words that they all heard. These were the words that he was trying to wake them up to. And so folks, thank you very much. God bless you. I hope you have a great night and a happy 4th of July. God be with you. And I will and I look forward to our next session. Good night and good night. Amen.